ghosts and ghouls. Welcome back to Know If I'm Scared. This is a different kind of episode because as you probably noticed, Ella didn't welcome you into the episode as she normally does. Are you going to do the same thing? I, I didn't, I pushed the button, but it didn't record. So we're doing the intro again. And Josh made a joke last time. I'm Ella. With that one. Um, and I said, no, you're not. That's not how my sister sounds. Was the second impression any better? No. No. <laughs> Ella doesn't sound that high-pitched, although she's never going to listen to this Hi, episode. ghosts and ghouls. I don't know. Hello. No, no. I don't. That's no. way too high. That's my that's my customer service voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, it's just me and Josh today. Howdy. Because Ella is very busy this week, and we weren't able to squeeze in a time together. So, Josh is filling in. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Some things will never change. You're going to have to put up with that for this time. Don't you believe me? Joshua. I will stop. I will stop. I told you that I, you needed to be serious. Okay. Okay. Or not like fully serious, but like more serious because you're on a true crime podcast. That's right. Yeah, and this is a true crime episode. I mean, I know we're a spooky and true crime, but today, true crime. Oh boy. So, and like, it's it's probably a big case. It's probably one of the more longer running cold cases. Is it really? Probably, because we're going on 27 years now. Oh, farts. So, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. okay. If you guys, you're yeah. going to see a lot of how me and Josh are because he makes a lot of dumb jokes and puns. I really do. Um, and I choose to love him despite that. <laughs> okay. I love you too. Okay, so you can't look at my computer, oh, okay? Okay. Can't look at it at all. Not and, looking. Because you have good eyesight. Anyway, to set the scene, okay? It's okay. around 4 a.m. on June 27th of 1995. Ooh. I was um, five months old. Yeah, I was going to say, you're alive. I'm you're not. You're negative. <laughs> I'm not old you're negative yet. negative five. I'm not old yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that does I'm make sense. True, I am. Um, okay, so Jody Hosentrout is woken up. <laughs> that's not the name. That's, that's not, not the name that you were going to okay, laugh at. She told me that prior to this episode, I'm going to have to try to keep a very respectable and it's coming up right right after I go back to talking. Okay, what was the name you just said? Jody Hoosentrout. Hoosentrout? We're in she's from Minnesota. Oh. And but the case takes place in Iowa. Oh. Okay. Anyway, so Jody was woken up by her news producer Amy Coons. <laughs> ah, okay. You know, you know Hoosentrout. I Hoosentrout. I it's think not, it's funnier that's than not Koontz. the name. <laughs> who's in truth? Just talk it. about who's true. Stop. Okay. <laughs> she's not German. She's not a goof troop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Could you please? I'm sorry. Um, so she was woken up by her producer Amy because she was about an hour late to get to work that day. Oh. And it's four a.m. So. Oh. She got to get there at three? She was the morning news anchor. So Oof. she had to get there really early because they started broadcast at six. Yoch. Yeah. So, um, according to 
because I also watched um, ABC's 2020 on this, and um, they had one of their own news newswomen speak on it, and they said that oversleeping is like a constant worry for the morning crew because it I happens bet. a lot, and so it's something that can real that can happen frequently, and you're always kind of worried about it. Um, no wonder they have them there at three. Well, there's also like makeup, makeup and... hair, wardrobe, reading over the information you have to say, right? All the setup, mm -hmm. sound cues, all of that. Um, so when she was woken up, she immediately got up, and Amy said that she could hear Jody start getting ready while they were still on the phone. However, Jody would never make it to the studio that day, and it's been nearly 27 years since, and we've never found her. She's pretty late. Joshua. I'm sorry. That That's what you say? <laughs> yeah. A woman is missing. That's really bad. Thank you. Gosh, man, on a true crime podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Okay, so Jody was born in Long Prairie, Minnesota Not to Maurice and Imogen Hosentrude. Imogen? Yeah, they called her Jane, though. <gasps> that's dumb. That's I'm just, sorry to all the Janes out that's there. That's just because there's a critical role character named Imogen. And Im Imogen Heap. I don't know Imogen Heap. What you say? Oh my god, I'm going to strangle you. I'm sorry. Come an episode of my own podcast. <laughs> she was the baby of her family and was described as a spitfire. Um, she described, she's described as one of those people who lit up a room, which is never good. They always die. Oh. They all, you know, if you ever are, like, listening to, which you're not, to a documentary where it's, like, she was the light of a room and she always made people yeah. smile. They always die. They always paint them really great. So never be, you don't be the person that's not described that way so you don't end up on one of these documentaries or episodes of a podcast. Probably. Interesting. She was a best friend to Medi, and she had always had an interest in the news. I think they even talked about how she was a big fan of Connie Chung growing up, who was, like, one of the first female news anchors in the area at the time. Nice. So, um, she watched her all the time. She went to the St. Cloud State University for Journalism, and her professors, her professors saw her drive, passion, and talent for her goals and described her as very career focused. She would eventually move to Mason City, Iowa, where she started working at KIMT. If you can hear Ollie snoring, I apologize. <laughs> He's an old man. Uh, um, I kind of want to put the mic right up to him. Um, okay, so she started work at KIMT, which is a CBS affiliate, um, and it's to be noted that she was single, she lived alone, they said that she had dated, but for the most part, she was pretty married to her work, okay. and just focusing on starting her career. Okay. She was 27, five foot four, blonde-haired and brown-eyed, and they say that she weighed about 115 pounds when she went missing. That's all very specific. Uh, that's just the general facts. Um, okay, so the team that worked in the morning was very small. Um, it was pretty much like a team of three and then the crew. 
So it was Jody, Amy, and the meteorologist. So Jody and Amy produced it together. Interesting. And um, they kind of had to send an understanding that if either of them wasn't there by four, they would call because it happens. Right. And Amy even said that it had happened multiple times for both of them where they'd been woken up by the other person. Um, so Amy said the call that morning didn't seem strange at all. It was very typical. And Jody said that she'd be there in 10 minutes, um, which would be true because Jody lived about a mile from the studio, which oh, wow. would make it a five minute drive. And then she had to like get things. Mm-hmm. Um, she typically got ready at the studio instead. So she would save time with her makeup and her hair because it seemed like they were kind of low budget as well so they tended to do their own hair and makeup okay but she would do it there instead of doing it at home right. before she got that's there. a lot of work yeah and that you i mean if you can get paid to be put make putting your own makeup on why not that's nice um when jody still wasn't at the studio at 4 30 amy actually called again and like left a voicemail because she got her machine right and was but was kind of figuring that jody was probably on her way over but she did call again at five when Jody still wasn't there. Oh yeah, she'd probably be freaking out. It was like, dude, we're we're on in an hour. It def- she definitely said it was more frantic about like I I need you to be here. I can't do this all by myself. Mm-hmm. Like especially since Jody was the person that was on screen in the morning. Amy just ran the back back of house stuff. Like, all of the camera cues and whatnot. Well, I imagine they had to have somebody they could call. Like... I don't know. I guess not. I think it was that Jody. Jody wasn't, like, always on time. Like, you always... That you can sometimes hear in these cases. But she never missed a day of work. Okay. So they had... They knew she was late. But they never thought that she wasn't going to come in. Especially since she had just talked to her at 4 o'clock. Did they do every single day? Mm, I think so. Sunday to Sunday? Maybe there were other places that she had, because obviously she didn't do the night anchor. She was the morning yeah. and noon person. So I guess they just call someone to work overtime, but still. And I'm guessing that's why you see, like, on um, the nightly news with Lester Holt, there's people that are in for him some days. Mm-hmm. So maybe something like that. But I don't know how it was back in 1995. Right. And in a small town news broadcast. Oh, gosh. That's, ugh. I get flashbacks to people not showing up for their parts on stage in musicals mm-hmm. okay um so yes yeah, so but however when jody still wasn't there at six o'clock amy went on and did the show herself because someone yeah. had to do it mm-hmm. um and then as soon as she stepped off the broadcast at 7 a.m she told them call the police send them to her house they don't know what happened yeah because this is unprecedented at this and point and it's and it's weird so they did a wellness mm. check okay um but assuming that we know that jody was around in her apartment at four it's now seven so there's a three-hour window where anything could have happened oh boy because police weren't called immediately and amy even talked about that where they were like why didn't she call sooner? And she's like, I had every intention that she was going to come because she didn't. I had just talked to her. She said she was coming. She said she was coming and she'd never been late. Like she'd never not shown up. Yeah. So, but they thought about that. So when the police got to Jody's apartment, they ended up 
only getting to the parking lot before stuff was weird. Okay. Well, how how long did it take them to get there? Like 15 minutes. That's surprising given the feds. It's a, it's not the feds because it's a small, it's not the FBI. Okay. It's ju- it's given just the, the police and it's a small town in Iowa. They could clearly see that Jody had her recognizable red convertible Miata, so a very in-your-face car. Oh, boy. Um, and it was parked where she always parked it. But the driver's side mirror was bent backwards. Oh. And there was a key on the ground, and it was bent. Uh, like, the, like the key to the door. Like, because it, it was before automatic unlocking yeah yeah so she had put the key in the car door and something happened and it was like bent as well like 90 degree angle bent kind not of thing, fully or? but bent enough that it had like oh, clearly been like ripped out of the car oh wow lock. like like something had happened and it bent over sheesh um there were Jody's belongings, which included like a hairdryer, a folder containing papers, um, hairspray, her earrings, and her shoes, which were red high heels that were all strewn around the ground. And there were drag marks going from the area near her car to away from her car. People fucking suck. Yeah. That's... Like, it seems like a really rough thing. And, like, they've they've talked about this on the the documentary as well, where it's, like, this is something that people, that women in news worry about when they have to get up so early. Because it's, like, three o'clock call times, and they have to get up in the dark and go out. And so as soon as they get in their car, they're like, okay, it's at least better. I got through. Get And also... She was, like, the space between her apartment door and her car was only, like, 20 feet. Sheesh. Oh, it's in a, a complex? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't her house. She, okay. She was 27, and she wasn't making all that much money being, like, a newer face. Like, she was still just starting out in her news career. And, yeah, that, to me, I'm thinking, like, some, some dude... Which is watching the morning news, getting up, creeping, like obsessing over this woman, and then just like, ugh. That's a lot of people's theories, yeah. Ugh. Um. It's just gross. Yeah, it's, I, it's gonna get worse. Um, okay, so, so yeah, the police immediately know that this wasn't just like, Jody went back to sleep. This wasn't Jody took off on her own because also yeah, her no. car is still here. Yeah. So they knew something happened. Some sick fuck. Uh, immediately they started looking for Jody and they brought out dogs and they got volunteers together as well because the way that the apartment complex was situated, there was a river right behind it that had a cliff drop. What? Um, like right behind it, like I don't know, farm place, and then the, <laughs> the farm place, Iowa. I'm sorry, Iowans. I know you guys are swell people. I'm just saying, like I know that you guys have a lot more open land than we do. Um, and a hundred feet from her stairwell was a campground, so there oh. was like a lot of places that needed to be looked at, and people needed to be interviewed. 
because Shit. it could have been. They immediately were, the same day, they were dredging the river just in case she had fallen over there or something had happened. And they were checking also, like, the, the foresty areas, the trees around. Yeah. Um, Damn. They found a partial palm print at the crime scene, um, but have not been, as far as we know now, they have never been able to identify who it belongs to. Really? Going inside the apartment, it, it didn't scream crime scene. It, it, all of that was out in the parking lot. And they also didn't know why people hadn't, like, reported that the parking lot looked the way that it did. Because it was like, clearly something happened out here. Hmm. Um, I mean, you'd think with the comp- apartment complex, people would be more observant, but... My um, only thing is that it was so early that maybe people weren't awake so they said that the apartment inside looked like any normal women's apartment they said there was a lot of shoes and a lot of clothes um people that have gotten interested in this case have latched on to the fact that there were two wine glasses by her kitchen sink and people have used that to say that she wasn't alone that day or that night like someone must have been over but, like, the police investigator that's on the case now. That's still on the case? They were, It seems like they get, they give the assignment to a new, like, person every, like, couple years or every so often. When someone resigns, it gets passed off. Like, they've kept it open this whole time. Wow. Um, that's surprising, actually. Well, no, not really, because she was a news anchor and she was white. That they still keep this case going. It seems like, from what I have seen of the people they've spoken to at the Mason City Police Department, it seems like they feel a responsibility to do this for Jody. So, it, whatever it may be, it just seems like there are some good people in that police force that want to be able to give people answers. They said that they were not able to tell when each of those wine glasses was used. Okay. So there's no way for them to say that this did belong to her and another person, or if it was just two days of wine glasses stacked up that she hadn't washed yet. The, um, do they know how um, how tidy she was? Well, they said there were clothes and shoes everywhere, but her bed was made that morning, so it looked fine there. So I'm guessing she was fair, if tidy enough. Mm-hmm. But I could see that if she's a very busy person, yeah, if she, especially given the day that she had had bef- the day before she went missing, I could see that maybe she had had a glass of wine two days ago, and then she had one the night before she went missing, and she just hadn't done the dishes yet, right? Because she lives by herself, so if it, you know, if the dishes don't bother her, she can do them whenever. Right. Uh, one thing that did stick out to them and does still is that the toilet seat was left up, and they really? have no idea why it would be that way. That's sus. It is very strange, but there's like, there's no evidence of another person being there. No one heard anybody. She wasn't dating anybody at the time, as far as they could tell. And so they don't know why it was up, but they don't really have anything to connect it to. And they don't know where she was the night before? 
We do know where she was that day. The night before? We know where she was for a good portion of it, yes. Where'd she go? I will tell you later. Oh. Okay. I'm r- rushing ahead of things. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if she just did a good old-fashioned 90s hookup, then, like, sure. Well, I don't know if you would do that when you're like, ah, hey, I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. and leave you here. So you have to be over here by, like, 9 o'clock because I have to go to bed. I mean, like, if someone really wants to bang, like, who knows? Sure. I also don't know what hookup culture looked like back then. All we have is friends to go off of. Yeah, that was the big thing at the time, too. It was 95. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the police went to all the neighbors in the area, and they were, like, asking questions. But unfortunately, a lot of the things that they did see or hear didn't get reported in the initial investigation. They ended up getting... We don't know. People People didn't remember... Um, But they didn't report this stuff until much later, so they didn't have all this stuff to go off. But one man said that he was up around four. He had just sat down to read the newspaper when he heard around 4.30 a bunch of screaming. Oh. And he said he didn't see anything, but he just, he heard it. And did nothing? Like, okay. Well, like, if, okay. I'm just trying to put myself in this dude's shoes. You so see, you also have anxiety, so take that into consideration. Okay, let's say we're in an apartment complex. Uh-huh. You hear someone screaming. Mm-hmm. Like, walls are thin, but, like, apartment complex. That There are enough people around to where I would grab a bat and go out there. Yeah. And if it's the suburbs... I don't know where it if is. If you hear someone screaming, like... I'd grab the bat, but I'd peek my head out and not immediately go out because the suburbs are creepy as fuck. Yeah, I know. But I think what you need to consider is that this is the type of a small town where they have that sense of security that nothing bad happens here. And it's also 1995 before we were really, like, seeing crime in the same way that we are now. Okay. Aside from, you know, the 1960s and 70s when it got really crazy. I think, obviously, depending on where you are, crime was different. Because obviously we had, like, you know, stuff getting tense in L.A. with the police riots. But, um... What year was that? 99, I think. Oh. Um, but I think the tension was building at that point. But... Oh, wait, no. It would have had to be, uh, because OJ was 94, and they used a lot of the police brutality stuff in regards to OJ being black, um, as okay, maybe it was part like of the 90, defense. 90, 90, I don't know. The 90s were a hard thing for LA. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that in these places with the small towns, they had even reported, like, that stuff didn't happen like this here. Like, even Jody had taken cases where they had had something happen. They were like, does this mean we can't be safe in this town anymore? And, like, they, they like, showed them, and, like, that was a really strange coincidence that she happened to cover those cases, and then this happened to her. Hmm. I think the whole mentality of, like, oh, it can't happen here mm-hmm. is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works with all this stuff, where everyone thinks it can't be them until... It is. It's dumb. So it's why we have all these podcasts where we like even people with podcasts are like, well, I you know I know stuff. I can't. It can't be me. It could be anybody. Yeah. 
and you never know. Just not you. I mean, I'll do my best. Yeah. Okay, so another person said that they had heard someone yell, leave me alone, um, around that time. And then later, a woman would come forward saying that she hadn't seen anything, but she had noticed that a white van had oh, been no. parked across, parked on the street, which was odd because no one owned a white van, and then no one ever parked on the street. That's a sketch. There was another person who, a man who was driving by, who said, in the nighttime at some point, who said he then saw the white van actually in the parking lot with its parking lights on. God damn it. That's, uh, mm -hmm. just takes me back to Reading. Like, um, I actually started listening to the Fine Jody podcast. Oh, a whole podcast dedicated to this? Mm hmm Damn. And they had, they reported another clue that I hadn't seen anywhere else. They said that, um, someone had said that there were lined up beer cans in the parking lot as if someone maybe had been sitting out there drinking it. Like, they don't know if anything... It's connected to anything, um, but they did say it was strange. And they also reported that, like, one neighbor who tended to leave around the same time Jody typically would, which would be, like, 3 o'clock, said that from the parking lot you could see Jody's apartment because he often saw her lights go on when she woke up. And he left, kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, so then, according to 2020, another neighbor by the name of Joan Horhan... Horan, um, would later come forward saying that she had actually heard yelling as well, but the night before, right outside Jody's door. Um, okay. She said it said, Jody, I know you're in there. Jody, answer the door. The fuck? Um, okay. Hang on, let me finish. The door was not answered and the man left. The problem is that she didn't tell this to police when it originally when they originally talked to her. So we don't know Girl, if this was true or not. That is very important, I feel like. Yeah, if it's true. Because so, there's a lot of people that like to be involved in investigations once something happens. So it's really, especially when we don't, especially when this wasn't something that was like, oh yeah, I did hear something when they first asked you. It seemed like it was like months later oh, wow. when, you know, this was already on the news and now mm. maybe she wants to like have a moment. Maybe she, maybe she did it. remember something, but there's just no way to know. Right. I mean, I once lied my way onto a jury. Um, Joshua. Why? <laughs> Because I wanted to be on a jury. Why I wasn't working at the time. I was like, oh, this is interesting. As they started to do the investigation, it came out that Jody may have been feeling like she was being stalked. Okay, duh. Um, so some sick fuck was stalking her, and it was the night before, was like, Jody, I know you're in there. Um, and then got hammered, and then got brought his, like... Our asterisk eight van, um, and like bad stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, that is well, probably. I don't think I don't really know why. It doesn't make sense to me the the yelling and pounding on her door because that's a very um 
like visible obvious situation that could have drawn a lot of attention to them mm-hmm. so and like considering how professional the rest of this seems and the fact that we've never been able to put a name to this person makes me think that this guy knows what he's doing Ew. and has done this before because this was like a really well executed snatch and grab that's i don't like that no i don't like that um okay so uh jody had been talking to people at work about how she was getting weird phone calls and she had even started to say that she would maybe be changing her phone number um and like we need to think back to 1995 times the yellow pages exist. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, okay, finds her name, just looks her up, address, boom. Yeah, because it was, like, put it, like, in the yellow pages, I can't imagine this today, but in the yellow pages, she's, like, essentially, she's a celebrity in this town, and it had her name, her phone number, her address that even included which apartment number she was in. That is the stupidest, why did we do that? Because the internet know. didn't exist? Maybe. Even then. Like, that's really bad. Like, like, I could see you including... Like, I don't know why we did it for personal people. When, like, a business makes sense, you know? But I don't... Like, if I wanted to Google Kim Kardashian, like, I can't get her phone number and her address. No. Right? Like, and I don't think I should be able to. Because I could be a crazy person that has a lot of feelings about Kanye or something. Yeah. I don't... Don't do it. Don't do what? The Kanye. What about him? Nothing. Um. So. You were, was I gonna say a bad joke? Or no, something? I thought you were gonna be like Kanye. No. Kanye, no. Never stop fighting for my family. Um. So and then, Jody had actually reported to the police. I think a couple of months before. That she had been feeling like she'd been followed by a white truck repeatedly. (sighs) And that is documented, though it never landed anything. And did she go to the police about it? She did, about the truck. Can I say fuck the police now? No. Because they took down the information, but I don't think that she had, like, a license plate or a VIN number. She obviously didn't see the driver. She just knew that when she drove... She kept seeing a white truck around her. Uh, like, there's not... If you don't have all that stuff, what, police are just going to pull over every single white truck? I mean, they fucking did that to me in South Pass when Maybe I was... Maybe sometimes they do, but I, you got pissed about that situation as well. I was driving a Pontiac G6, silver, no bumper, and they pulled me over, and I'm like, what's up, officer? I mean, I... Probably because you had a weird bumper. Although I think that would... That makes less sense that... I know. Yeah, it makes less sense that you fit a description, because I feel like a Pontiac with a missing bumper is a very specific description. Okay, so now we're going to do the day before to see where okay. Jody was. Okay? okay, where were she? So the day before... That she went missing. She did. She was at the studio for both the morning and the noon broadcast. And then she was actually, she had a very busy day the day before. She actually then was uh, representing the station at a golf tournament because she was really good at golf. She liked it a lot. Never mind. Um, And so she was at the Mason City Country Club. Sorry, golfers. 
I don't like golf either, but if you like it for you, then. <laughs> um. So she was, she, so after the noon broadcast, she went to the Mason City Country Club where she played in the golf tournament. And then uh, there was a dinner at the Country Club later for the, the tournament. So she went home, changed her clothes, and went back. Um, and then people from her team all said that they saw Jody leave around 8 p.m. because she needed to be up for work the next she morning. She didn't leave with, with anyone? or Nope. Not a classic um, Caddyshack bang. At least not from there. And then we know that she made it home because she made a long-distance phone call to her friend Kelly around 8.24 p.m. Okay. Um, her friend wasn't home, so she ended up talking to her friend's husband for a little bit. Oh, boy. Um, about her, like, water skiing trip that she had just had before hanging up. Like, it was only a few minutes because Kelly wasn't there. Oh, okay. It wasn't steamy or anything. No. Okay, good. You and your chaos. Um, she had also written about this water skiing trip in her journal because I think it was from that weekend. And so she wrote about it on Sunday. She did journaling? She did a journaling. Oh, that's fun. Um, and I, and I think in her journal she had, like, words of affirmations in there. She had goals. She had, um, positive messages to herself as well as, like, things that she did that day. Girl boss. Yeah. An OG girl boss. Okay, so John Van Sice, which was one of Jody's friends, that's a fun name, was one of the people that she went water skiing with. And the police are out investigating the apartment parking lot, and he rolls up in his red truck. They come over and they're like, "Hey, what, can I help you?" And he's like, "I'm the last one to see Jody." Oh wait, he knew about this at this point. Like, did Amy call him or? Well, it was it was being reported on the news because they. It was one of their own, and they were like, you know, we don't know where she is. And and he says, I'm the last one to see Jody. Yes. He <laughs> said, I was the last one to see Jody. Was he like, here's my condom or something like that? Like, No. He just rolled up, and he just said, I was the last person to see Jody. That's weird. It is weird. And that's what the police thought, too. They were like, that's weird. Um. So this is what he said. He stated that after she had left the country club, she actually went to his house um, to watch a videotape of a birthday party that he had thrown for her earlier that month. What? I know. Really weird. Why would she do that? Hey, come here. Watch my video of us at the party. Well, it was a bunch of friends, but like he had thrown the party for her and I guess cut, like he had oh. cut the video together or okay. something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the 90s. Mm hmm And like watching home videos was fun. I remember doing that in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And like I imagine getting a hold of the tapes. Well, they work in... This, he doesn't work where she works. No. So... Someone he was who like doesn't... a seed seller. Okay, so he definitely doesn't work in entertainment. And so splicing stuff together was probably a big accomplishment back then. Or like making a home video. Mm -hmm. So I could see why you'd invite someone over for that. Why, why I don't... The thing I don't know is why he would have called her at like... And she would have come over at 8 o'clock to do that. I feel like she would have been like, oh, I'll come over this weekend. Because... His name is John Van Syth, and I wonder if he's Syce. a- Syce. and I wonder if he's a douche. He's like, come over, watch my videos. No one from Iowa sounds like that. Unless they're in the Iowa Golf Club. Okay. 
Um, okay, so here's the thing. The timeline for that does not work at no, all. No, it doesn't. Because if she left at 8, like everyone saw her, it would have taken her 10 minutes to get to John's house. And then the video in total was a little over 15 minutes. So that already puts... And also he said they talked for a little bit after watching the video. Yeah, okay, that doesn't add up. Because she's supposed to be in her house at 8.24 talking to her friend on the phone. Oh. Her friend's husband. So... And they have logs of that. I'm sorry. I, I mean, they have phone records of it. And like, um, you know, if she's over there for 10, it takes 10 minutes to get there. That's 810. 15 minutes. That's already 825. Yeah. That doesn't account for getting home, getting settled, and then making her phone call. So is Scythe the stalker or is it Sith? Sice. Sice. Okay. Sice. Not Star Wars. Not the Grim Reaper. Sice. I won't do the joke. So, I don't know why that happened, but um, because of all of this, he obviously became a person of interest for the police. Um, People started to kind of pick him apart. They were looking at how old, how the age difference was between him and Jody because she's 27 and he's 49. Ew. Um, and people classified him as kind of a show-off. So he was a douche. And he kind of liked to flash the things that he had. John Van Sice. John Van Sice. Like, come on. I know, I'm just saying. I've just got to present the facts to you. Um, we see him showing, like, showing off by, like, I don't know why... Because I don't think she went over there and watched the videotape. So I no, don't know why he decided to go to the apartment complex the day of the f- investigation started and say, I was the last one to see her. Because he thinks he's a hero or like, something. The protagonist of a YA novel. I don't think that was a big thing back then. Um, but he definitely okay. has like protagonist brain. Like, oh. I am the one who will solve this all together and I find I don't think that's what's Jody. happening. But apparently he also spoke on camera to the press about his feelings regarding Jody's disappearance and he also had a fancy boat. Mm, mm, he probably loved that boat and probably made sure to get it on camera. Mm. You know what else is weird about the boat? Uh, it's called the Little Chode or something. I mean, the name is weird, but that's not what he named it. Did he name it Jody? It's named Jody. This douche. This, okay. They don't know if he named it Jody before or after her disappearance, but the name is Jody. Okay, so, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Um, like, I could see him trying to come up with an alibi, being like, oh, I was there. Perfect. I was going to have you, I was going to start jumping into his alibi. Um, he, they were wondering where he was and he said he was sleeping. So clearly he doesn't have an alibi. It was four in the morning. Okay. Where were you four o'clock this morning? Sleeping. Yeah. Guilty. (laughs) No, you're wrong. Um, so he doesn't have an alibi from the time of 4.30 to 6.30. Or a little bit before, but he was on a regular 6.30 walk that he did with his friend LaDonna until about almost 8 o'clock. So, 
it is a little weird. Like, how would he have? What? How would he have the time to do all of that and then go back to do his normal walk? He shan't. He shan't have the time. Uh, but maybe he didn't go walking or something. He was there, and like Ladonna says, that he didn't seem different at all that morning. Accomplice. I mean, I suppose that's a possibility. Um, though I will say he, he didn't, this, this situation didn't better him. It, in fact, kind of ruined his life for a while because he, all his friends were, left him because he wasn't, like, they didn't know what to do about that. They thought people, he was, oh, sorry, go ahead. Pe- people thought that he had done this. People thought that he had been obsessed with Jody or he had been secretly sleeping with Jody. Um, or had just wanted to. He actually had a girlfriend at the time. And his girlfriend left him because she didn't know if he was tied to it or not. I mean, can't blame her. Um, people, but like, LaDonna said, and like, people that have stuck by John have said that their relationship was strictly father-daughter. And he, like, just was trying to look out for Jody. Um... I don't necessarily know. It is kind of... I, I just don't understand, like, the story still. So that makes yeah. it kind of hard to tell. And then, like, if he named... I don't know why he would name his boat Jody before. Um, I could see him doing it after as, like, a tribute. Though I still think that's a poor judgment. Um, Gosh, this this dude... But, yeah, he ended up losing his job, some of his properties, and even Jody, the boat. Who has Jody, the boat? I'm guessing police have Jody, the boat. The Um, popo boat. (laughs) The police were able to say that he had been polygraphed twice, but they are not allowed to say what the results were. Well, I mean, you can cheat a polygraph. Well, they're not admissible in court because of that. Um, he, he did get tried by a grand jury, but they never returned with an indictment. So like it didn't go anywhere forward, but like it really like people like latched on to that. He he was the person that did it. So people are worrying that maybe it wasted time because it doesn't seem like he really had anything to do with it. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, I have a question, though. What's your question? How how was he seen in front of a grand jury? Maybe I don't understand exactly what a grand jury is. Um, It's like, well, I think it was like the trial was private and the, like, and like the court records are private as well for this Weird. one. Um, so, like, we can't really see what happened in the court, but they didn't come back and they couldn't, they didn't say that he had had, like, anything. I think it was just, like, hearsay. They wanted to put it on him for that. But the the trial is really kind of, like, I don't have a lot of information on it. And it didn't really go anywhere, so it's not super important. It seems like one of those things where, like, it... They, the police were running with a suspect and then trying to make it work 
and it just didn't. I think he's he's a weird guy, yeah. but I think there are a lot of other factors about that because he's never had any other issues with you know police or with crime okay and as i said before this was an expert level snatching grab yeah so i don't know why i don't think he would have been capable of doing it and if he were to do something i think he could have done it in a much different way than a snatching grab because she knows him she trusts him he could have just gotten her to come to his house one day. I mean, but that's... Okay, let's say this person, John Van Seese. Um, I'm not trying to missay it every time, although that would be fun. I'm no. legitimately forgetting it. Um, let's say this dude did do it. And, like, there is the classic narrative trope of the villain playing dumb the whole time so you don't expect them what if i mean this dude can own a fucking boat but a lot of people a lot of suburban people can own boats um so what if he has the he acquired the van somehow the van does not belong to john van zeiss do you know who it is belong to i do know who the van is connected to yes oh so I just am... You're, there, you're theorizing without having all the information. Okay. So. Okay, I will stop my theory. I mean, I think, like, he could put it under a pseudonym, but I will stop. Uh-huh. Because there's going to be other people that you're going to be like, no, that has this has to be the guy now. And so, like, that's, that's the problem with this case. Um... So they also did do a search warrant where they they like looked at two of his vehicles even as recent as 2017. Wow. Which yielded nothing of interest that they could give and so um and then eventually Jody's own journals would testify like be included as that as well where she had nothing bad to say about John. She liked him. They had a good time. He was nice to her. Okay. That's, that's all she ever said about John. Uh, in 2019, him and his wife released a final statement about Jody because John announced that he is beginning to suffer from moderate but advanced, like, but like advancing Alzheimer's. Okay. So he put it all down there because he's going to start to forget what was ha- what happened at the time. That sucks. So it seems like if police want to talk to him, they've kind of messed that up because now he doesn't necessarily... He, he at the time was being very cooperative and then after the trial he was chose, he's like, I don't want to do anything if I don't have to. Okay. Um. So not only does he not necessarily want to talk to police, he's not going to be able to do it very much anymore because he will not be like legally sane right so they had to just like legally record his thoughts and And say like this is what it is that's what he stated at the time so he said he has never had anything to do with jody and that's kind of where it sits sheesh um another suspect that came up was would be a serial rapist that was living in the area at the time that she disappeared, but oh was not a known rapist at the time Jody disappeared. Okay, and they say, oh, it can't happen here in our town. Like, 
That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's why I think, like, when that happens, people say that and maybe they look outside, but they don't think anything crazy could be happening because they have this guise that small towns are safe. Okay, so this is the name Tony Jackson. Okay. And he would go on a rape spree two years after Jody went missing. Oh, boy. Um, he has been convicted of four of five rapes that he committed where he broke into women's homes and then attacked them. Are we putting a trigger warning on this? No, this is a true crime case. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not going to talk about what happened. I'm just saying, like, those are things... That he was charged with. Yeah. Um, what stuck out about him is that he did attack one woman um, in her car, oh which boy. was very similar to Jody. Um, but the real reason that he became a suspect was because a now deceased inmate um, who said that he shared a, a cell block with Tony claimed that Tony had bragged about killing an anchor woman before his trials and he said that he had heard him reciting a rap about killing jody a rap mm-hmm. this sick fuck i will say that tony is a black man okay and the person who went to the police with information is a white guy with a mullet oh oh so he's probably talking out of his butthole perhaps but this is a now dead inmate, so we have no way of knowing. And also, so here's what the rap sounded like. She's a stiffen around tiffin in a pillage of sillage, in a by-low, low below, by a highway off a grave road. That doesn't sound like a rap to me. It sounds like a riddle. It sounds like a riddle. It sounds like some Zodiac shit. Yeah, this does not, like... This to me does not scream black criminal rapist I'm trying to think of like sounds of rap around that time anyways um I'm going to hear like this the hum, it was usually the slower dance. beats um, but like this doesn't that's a also, fucking riddler riddle. also this it would be this this would be stupid he's Awaiting trial for rape, and he's gonna say, "I also killed that really well-known lady." Uh huh. And I'm, you know, rapping about it to myself. Yeah, some racist ass. This came feels up with like this racist riddle. ass shit to yeah. me. Um, though it is weird. Also, I will say, like, as a true crime person, people don't typically start with murder and then not do anything for two years and then go on a rape spree usually it's there's a rape spree and And then then a murder and then a two-year break before they start up the pattern again of of rape and murder that's just a shot away i will say that tiffin is a small town like really small you wouldn't know it unless you were from the area tiffin um, and it's about 161 miles from Mason City, so it would be a 322-mile round trip. Yeah, it's a few hours. Um, the stuff that's weird is that Tony did buy a car the day before Jody went missing, and he did put a lot of miles on it very quickly. Oh, boy. So, like, 
that is weird. This and they sucks. don't know what happened. Um, what kind of car? Um, I don't remember. A smaller car. Not uh, a white van. Not a white van. Um, Tony is still currently in jail as Good. of the time that the 2020 interviewed him for the episode. When was that? Uh, they, this this episode came out January of this year, oh. which is so I think they probably would have been putting it all together in 2021. How'd you hear about this case? I watched it. Oh, okay. Because you were um, either playing D&D or something, and I was like, well, let me see what I can watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... So one reporter did some digging and found that Tony and this guy had actually only been in the same jail for six days, and there was no record of them being even remotely close to each other in the time frame. Weird. It is weird. Like You're telling me that you were in the jail for six days and you heard this man brag to you about killing a woman and then were able to remember a rap in, no. si in six days. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the informant... I, so here's where I said that, where he's... Where is black? Uh, Caroline also, which is from team, uh, the team Find Jody, went followed up on the rap slash riddle and went out to a cemetery in Tiffin where she then saw a silo. And so they brought out cadaver dogs, but all they ended up finding were animal bones. So nothing happened from this riddle. Okay. Um, Tony said he has never been to Tiffin and states that if he had done this drive, where he ended up in yet another small town in Iowa, people would have remembered him because he's a black man. And I'm and racist-ass Iowa. You know, and this would have been, 90s. you know, at night, too. And he's like, it, he would have had to stop to get gas. People would have seen him. Oh, that's probably a sundown town, too. So it's just like, he's like, this, I wouldn't have been able to be unnoticed Yeah. with this situation. And so he's, and he's fully admitted to the rapes, but said he's not a murderer. And I want to say, I'm, it might sound like I'm being understanding. I still think people should People are monsters who rape people. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, so I'm not. I'm just going to present what he said. Um, so he said at the time that he went on this rape spree, he was in a very low place where he was not himself because he had a very bad breakup and he was mourning the death of his child. So it leads you to do that? It's like he he's the way he explained it, which is still like... I, I don't care for it. Yeah, some fucking is excuse. Is that he um, was pushing down all these this anger and sadness, and this is how it like came out, and that he just like couldn't stop himself. Bullshit. And then he says like the last at his last victim's house, he was like trying to stop and he couldn't. So then he started praying like, "Please let me stop," and that's how he was able to stop attacking people. So, like, I don't think he should get framed for Jody's murder. No, but, like, that's it's still not okay. Yeah, no. And, like, I don't care what fucked up shit happens to you. Fucked up shit happens to a lot of people that don't go out and rape five women. Yeah. Or whatever. 
like, there's a lot of people who have a lot of fucked up crap in their life that are the best human people that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. So, um, he said he had only first heard about Jody when he got a letter from Team Find, um, Find Jody, wondering if he had been connected at all because of, you know, his criminal record and that he had lived in the area and he told them please do not try to connect this to me or if it will it will ruin my chances of getting an appeal they would end up reporting on it anyway all those fucks because they were like they just are trying to present information but it's in an unbiased way and they're like it is odd well there's no way for us to say it's not odd um and then, so then he he would end up suing them because he because a, a he did get a denied appeal pretty much right after the info came out. So that's kind of def- defamation, um, right? It could be, but they the trials didn't go the like the suit didn't land, um, and the police would rule Tony out as a suspect in 1999. Okay. He remains cooperative, um, and he doesn't have any ties or DNA to the case, and his palm prints don't match either. And so, and he he says he wants Jody's case to be solved so that it can be away from him because he Makes thinks sense. it's still messing up his like his like time mm-hmm. in jail. When does he get out? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Um. People have rumored that Jody might have been working on a case that was maybe involving a potential suicide of her friend Bill Pruin. Um, he died a few months earlier than she went missing, and um, people said it didn't look like suicide Unalive. to people. Um, I don't say that. Unalive. Uh, people are trying to say that maybe Jody had gotten information she wasn't supposed to have. And was taken because of that. That's never been confirmed. And in fact, her bosses say that if she had been working on a case, they would have known about it. Because at the time, she wasn't like an investigative journalist. She was a news anchor. She read a script that they gave her. So like they would have known whatever she was working on. And they even said that she didn't come to work ever saying that she was like really concerned that this wasn't actually what happened she just was sad about the passing of her friend yeah like if she's trying to get into investigative journalism like she probably would have at least mentioned something unless she was really trying to like be on the down low yeah with... well the pruin family doesn't want their father's death to be conti- to continue to be tied into jody's disappearance because they don't feel like it has anything to do with it, and they don't want his, their their grief about their father to always be brought up about Jody. Right. Um. It was eventually ru- ruled undetermined, and now the coroner or the forensic people think that what actually happened is that the day that he um passed, it was raining. He came in, he slipped on the floor, accidentally hit the gun that was beside him, and it just went off. Because the way that it was, there would have been, he was shot in the chest, there would have been no way for him to hold that gun in a way that would have shot him into his chest and ended up in the ceiling. Oh, wow. So, 
they so think it, it was an, an accidental situation. Oof. Very tragic, but not um, shady. Okay. Just a terrible accident. In March of 1996, a court service officer was speaking to a man named Thomas Corscadden, who was a known sexual predator in the Ooh. 70s. Um, he had attacked a woman after she allowed him into her home because he claimed to be there to fix a phone line. Oh. That's some BTK crap. BTK? And I, BTK. Was behind a serial the kings. Co- no, it's 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 stupid, but it stands for bind them, um, neatly. <laughs> no, it's with a K. No, it's like <laughs> beat them or and no, I think it's like bind. I can't remember what the T stands for, but it's like beat them, something them, kill them, and he torture? called them. Yeah, probably beat them, torture them, kill them, and that's what he, BTK stands for. That's it's, dumb. He's stupid. Okay. He's fucking gross. I forget what his name is, and I hate that. But, yeah, I also hate that this guy, like, was like, I'm here to fix your phone lines, and then, like, attack this woman. Um, But the police were very aware of him um, because he wasn't his first or his last time dealing with police in his time. Um, And so in 1996, the officer that he's talking to ends up uh, happens to mention Mason City, and he said that Thomas stopped and smiled, and then just said Jody Hosentrude. Oh, she's dead. Huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this guy's already a sick fuck. Yeah. So, like, he probably knew the case... And was just like, oh, hey, guess what? She's dead. Yeah, yeah, believe me. Or, like, I don't know. Um, he's been a very weird person This in this case. Yeah. Uh, Jody was legally declared dead in 2001. Why? But in, oh, sorry. It's usually for, so the family can, like, deal with uh, assets and like because like, uh, what do you do with her apartment how do you like deal with her bank uh all that stuff I see. You're like you know she's missing but like it's been at that time it had been six years so it's like you have to like kind of start doing stuff but you people still try but in 1996 when this man is saying she's dead she was still just missing interesting um and he said that in 96 in 96 okay um so then it would come out after that, that Thomas had a white van. Uh-oh. To make it worse, in the back, he had a mattress. Ugh. Where he used it with sex workers. Okay. Um, People describe it as the porn van, but I don't know why. You would have to shoot porn in porn vans. It seems more like that's just, I mean, I I guess so. I don't know who would be watching this man. He's gross. Um, but, I mean, he has a white van. That's already gross. No yeah. one should have white vans unless you're like a painter. No, even then you shouldn't. It we should, should just be... retire the white van. Paint it a different color. Yeah. Um, His ex-wife... Would... Oh, he was married? He, I don't know when she became his ex-wife, but at one point he had been married. Um, and she went to the police to say that he seemed infatuated with Jody. Oh, boy. And that in 
And, like, they even reported that at one point he had tried to get tickets to go to something at the studio and he wasn't able to. And she said he got really pissed about that. Um, In 2004, they asked for his prints, but... Because he's in... When this happened, he was in prison for other crimes that he had done. Okay. And so they went... They tried to get a search warrant for his prints... And that's when he became combative and denied any involvement in this. So police were like, this has to be the guy. You don't just start acting this way if you're not involved with it. Did he have fingerprints? Well, there all that, all that the police had was a partial palm print. So they were trying to get his palm print to compare it. Okay. I would just think, like, this sick of a dude already would have like did the whole pineapple juice dissolving thing because like if i you, think they grow back you can grow your fingers tips uh prints back i think you can i thought you could like burn them off with like pineapple juice acid i don't know if they would stay that way i am not i'm not a creepy person so i haven't tried to look that hard up. i heard this was it fucking fillmore maybe no was that you remember the show Fillmore on no. Disney Junior? N- no. I mean, not Disney Junior, Disney XD. No. I'm sorry, X- Disney taught you you could burn your fingerprints off? I am probably getting this mixed up, <laughs> mixing up Fillmore with NCIS or some shit. But, like, I know that, like, you stick your fingerprints in these, you get no fingerprints. Like. I don't know, babe. I don't know. I'm really concerned about. That I know this? Children watch Disney Plus now. Disney Plus? <laughs> And like, my dear, you're also very gullible, so I don't I am anyone could have told you anything. <laughs> put it put it away. We'll look it up later. Oh. Um But uh he was and like after this it kind of becomes kind of a closed door in terms of what evidence they got from him. Um I don't know if they got his palm print, but what we know is that as of now no one matches it and they said that he was polygraphed and interviewed before and they've the police have just stated that he is no longer a suspect okay and so it's like it feels weird there's a lot of hushed information yeah well from what i know is that there is a lot of information the police are trying to keep because they don't have a lot of evidence Oh. So what they have, they're trying to keep close to, like, to catch the okay. right person. What is, what's that that term called? Like the gold evidence, like need to know, like if you know, know this evidence, evidence but you yeah, fucking did it. Basically. Okay. They're, they're, so all of this stuff would be stuff that only the killer would know. So they can't release everything. Okay. Um, And so Thomas remain in jail until he died january 12th of 2022 of leukemia oh it just happened just happened so i don't know about that in 2008 an anonymous package arrived at the global news in iowa and it contained 84 pages of jody's journals what never been released by the police the fuck it ended up being traced back to the police chief who had just resigned. I was about to say it was an inside fucking job. He had just hey, resigned, girl. and it turned out that what had happened is that he had accidentally taken it home accidentally? with him when he was clearing out his office, and his wife had found it, and she sent it to the newspaper. 
she has never made a statement about why she did that. And even more strangely, she refuses to talk about it. Like, even I think, I believe that the news people, the global news people have tried to contact her and find Jody people have tried to contact her and she hangs up the phone every time. That is sus it is as so fuck. weird. Why? It's the police chief, a cab. I don't know why that would be. I hush hush for um well, I'm not guilty saying it, little I'm hush not puppies. saying it wouldn't be you know in line with police to do this but like then why is this case continuing 27 years later why do people keep getting assigned to it to make people they back would, the blue they would have found someone to pin this on if that was the case or they just keep telling people like oh this cold case we got someone on it and then never do anything about but it but also there was nothing in the journals that pointed to anybody like i said what we have seen of them is their her daily entries words of affirmation her goals and like kind words to herself so what's the point of that? But then I don't know why you don't speak about it. This is some Laura Palmer shit. Laura Palmer? Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. So it's very weird, but I don't know. You now know this case is a puzzle because um, this wasn't like a quiet case. No. She was a big person in the area. Um. She was very involved in the community. People knew her, and they liked her. And when she was declared missing, people turned out in droves. They even had money rewards for information, and nothing has happened. I do think there has been new tips since the ABC's 2020 episode aired in January. Interesting. So, I don't know if we'll see movement, but, like... The family has gotten a private investigator on this before. Psychics have been involved. Oh, hell yeah. Though nothing ever happened with it, which tends to be what happens a lot with psychics. But the police investigator that's on the case now said you have to, like, kind of go with it because you never know what could happen. And then because the police are keeping what evidence that they have to the chest so that they can catch somebody later, it makes it really hard for people to try and solve this. Yeah, problem. it's weird. Um, the, the popo boat. The Fine Jody team has been placing billboards in the city, I think starting around like 2020 or maybe earlier, um, that have Jody's picture on it and basically saying like, someone knows something, is it you? Whoa. Kind of thing. Um, that's super pointy, pointy fingers. What's the word? Well, I mean, it's a small town community. Someone saw something, someone heard something and didn't say things. Yeah. And things have been really confusing. Um, one billboard was vandalized at the start of 2020. With a mustache? No, Jody's face was actually not touched. It had, um, someone had spray painted the former Mason City police investigator's name. And the words machine shed. What? So either, like, you could take that in two ways. Either that's them trying to get the attention to the investigator. Like, hey, you, machine shed. Or pointing at that guy. Hmm. I know how you feel. But they, 
um, find the Find Jody team has blurred out the name because they have not been able to find any connection to it, and it's not like a credit. It's not like a backed up clue, Corn. so they don't want to include the name without there actually being a just cause to do so. Because wankers like me will just be like, aha! Yes. Um, so yeah, the Fine Jody team has their own podcast where they go into a lot more. They've been doing it for, I think, since, I think about two years because they had a 25... 25th anniversary episode with the team. Oh, wow. And it's been two, and it, like, it'll be the 27th anniversary this year. Did you listen to? Not all of it, I can't. There's too many episodes, but they have individual, they're like 30 minute episodes that are individual on each kind of fact. Like, they have one about the the white van itself. They have stuff about, um, you know, her apartment that go into further death, depth. So if you're interested, I highly think you should just go listen to theirs. Very interesting. Um, and then if you know anything about Jody's different disappearance, you're supposed to call the Mason City Police Department, which is 641-421-3636. That's a real number. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because this is an ongoing case. It's never been solved. Wow. Even though Joshua seems pretty much ready to just say it was an inside job. Why? Why, though? What would be the motive? Um, evil. Because people who a, do this shit are evil. That's not a real thing, though. Evil? Like, even the people that are evil have Ooh, patterns. Have patterns where they do stuff because, you know, things... They fit the description that they're interested in. And that usually goes back to something else as well. And so, and then there's this stuff. Like, there, I think they've even been trying to, I think there's been another Iowa woman murder. And they've been looking into that one to see if it might be connected. Because this thing, these things have patterns sometimes. Yes. But I have no idea. Because, like, yeah, I, I still think I could be behind Thomas as the person because he was doing stuff in 1970, meaning he was older. He had had right. experience doing this type of thing. He easily had he had a van. There was a van in the area. It had a mattress in the back of it. It's like Jeez. already primed. Um, people are saying that maybe Jody was fighting and that would have been really hard. And I'm like, well, if you have chloroform, she's only going to fight for so long. And yeah, then, professionals know how to do this shit. And so, and like, it's 4 a.m. So, and they're trying to say that if it was a stalker, like, how long is someone going to wait when she didn't leave at her normal time? It's like, but if you know her car and it's still there, you know that she's still there. Mm -hmm. And I think police don't necessarily understand how much an obsessed person will just sit and do boring shit because you will walk out at some point. Yeah. And, like, especially for him, someone to know the routine knows sometimes she runs late. You know, I don't know why you would pick that day, considering that she was already late, so people were going to be expecting her at a time. Um, yeah, that's pretty risky. It is, but it's also, like, I don't, I think... 
That's what one of the police investigators said is, like, there would have been a better place, especially for someone who was stalking her. You know her routine and where she goes. You would know a better place to do it. But I think it would be easy to feel like doing it when she leaves for work is a good time because it's dark. Everyone's asleep. No one's going to know if you just get her into your car and drive away really quickly. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what it seems to me. It seems like this is a person that has done this before because of how smooth it was. It looks like they came up from behind her. Um, there's the claims of screaming and leave me alone. Yeah. Um, so, like, I could see that being, like, a little bit, but, you know, I don't know how... I don't know how he would have got her in the car with her fighting that way because how do you unlock the car how do you open the car how do you throw her in how do you then lock the do the car back up and yeah. like you'd have to have something to prevent her from doing that so and to bend the the key like that mm-hmm that's a lot of force it is a lot and of force. also to bend the i mean obviously not enough force to break the side mirror but to bend it back as well mm -hmm. so it's like well i imagine like the base of the force was like to, to bend the side mirror like that like if you have the same amount of force like to bend the key then well i, I don't know how strong like mirrors are in especially cars. back then yeah. yeah i keep interrupting i apologize mm -mm. i want to hear your thoughts so yeah i kind of just like I don't know. I don't think it's um, Tony because yeah. it doesn't make sense that he would have, you know, it may, as much as I hate it, like, it does make sense that his time started because of his situation at the time. And, like, while it's not an acceptable excuse, it does fit the timeline that, like, this bad thing happened to him, then he did all this stuff. It doesn't make sense just because he happened to live in the area at the time. No. Like, th yeah, that's not enough for him to be a murderer. I agree. Of Jody. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know if they ever found anything in the river. It, from what I saw, the river looked like it was a faster-moving current, so it could be that she washed down, though I think that... I think this was a person who was obsessed with Jody, and, you know, watched her every morning Ooh. and felt like he knew her felt like they were supposed to be together Ooh, and gosh. to me that makes it seem like that's a type of guy that wants to spend time with jody so yep. he's not going to take her and then throw her in the river he's yeah. gonna spend time with her and i think they would have found something if um it's apparently sibling day, so Ella texted me, you're my sibling. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Happy sibling day, Ella, where you didn't want to talk to me on our episode. Oh, shit. No, I love you very much. Thank you. She loves you. So, I would love to know more information. I feel like, I feel like the police might have a closer... Thing than they think like than they're letting on oh yeah um i wonder if perhaps we'll get a deathbed confession for this case i think it's pathetic and just like childish to like 
demand that you have to have some things to the point to where you like enslave people specifically women like that is so fucked are you meaning to say that you think that she's been kept alive this whole time oh it's possible i suppose it is possible i like she could be in the fucking basement of this the police chief and like joshua no well, well listen like and like the the wife knows this and like just hunt, hangs up every time so they don't come visit or some shit I feel like that would be more of a reason for people to come visit. Well, did they? I don't know. I don't... I think that would be a lot harder to do. Plus, Jody wasn't a... A feeble woman. She would be... If she's still... If she's still out there, she's gonna have quite, like, an attitude about it. You think she would have, like, pulled in? Iro and got ripped in the prison and then like... I don't think so but I think that she would have been like you know especially if we're assuming that this is the person that took her is a person that's obsessed with her well hello Ollie I think it you know that would be a situation where you try to use your women powers to charm your attacker because you know that they love you mm-hmm. so it's like okay well I want to go on a date so we have to go out kind of thing like you know she would have done something so you think she's dead I don't know. I don't have as much clarity as I did with um, Gabby. Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito. I had a really bad feeling. I don't have the same feeling as when as with Gabby Petito because I feel like I felt really terrible a few days after we heard about it, and so I just yeah. was kind of waiting for that to be told to us. And maybe that's because I'm not. I wasn't present in like when this was first happening sort of thing ollie stop it but so it's just kind of hard to tell and i just i don't have like i think i want i think what now it's like i'm like i think that we still need to find her okay so that we can know what happened but i don't know if we'll find jody still as jody yeah, do you think she could be like in a safe in the bottom of a cement hole, like I think like that in, they um, even like lovely bones. Yeah, kind of like that, and I think that they Bless even you. found like a someone reported a refrigerator in a sinkhole or like buried, and so everyone got really excited for a little while that she was like out there, but it didn't it didn't go anywhere. There wasn't anything in there. And I, it's like at the end of the 2020 episode, and I remember being really frustrated that they like built up this whole thing. I was like, that was nothing. It was just a fridge buried in the ground. That's dumb. Um, as far as I can remember. They shouldn't have hyped it up so much. Just be like, at the very end, like in the credits, like have credits roll and be like, hey, we found this fridge. Maybe she's in there. Oh, nothing. I mean, it was kind of like that, but you know. The bigger part was that they were the ones that kind of, like, dug up the stuff about Thomas, whatever his name was, um, and the fact that he had that van. So they were the ones that, like, figured that part out. And so there's new stuff coming up. I just don't know. I don't know where we're going to find that thing that, like, breaks the case open. Okay. But if you had to make predictions, is she alive? Probably not. Okay. 
months and 27 years. Yeah, I would um, guess no. You know, I know that sometimes people do keep their victims alive. I just don't think that Jody could be that type of woman who would have. She was, especially someone who's described as a spitfire and a go-getter, I think that she would be doing everything that she could to get out and get back. Yeah. And then she'd be telling her story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really see that as that, but also I don't, I don't really know Jody. I just know what people have said of Jody. Yeah. Um, but I think like the people that we have found that do get groomed into like a, a kept person tend to be that they got them when they were younger, groomed them into it. Ooh. Um, you know, were more susceptible to it or were people who had troubled past that could be easily manipulated into this sort of, sort of situation. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I just know that it would be real nice to know what happened to Jody. I'm sure her family would really appreciate being able to know, um, being able to bury someone if that's the case yeah because i don't i think that she has a grave site but i think that it's just like a symbol because there's nothing we've never found her body kinda or like, anything kind of like um fast and furious yeah. yeah although they buried something with that it just wasn't letty no in long beach cemetery according to you it was that cemetery they even had like the little oil like when uh-huh. when um Dom, when Dom is standing there, arms crossed behind the oil rig going up and down, uh-huh. that's fucking Signal Hill. Perhaps. It is. Closing arguments, closing statements. I aside believe... from Dom being in Long Beach. Okay, never mind. Okay. Anything else to say? Um uh I I I still think it's the police chief. I feel like that is what people want you to think and the clues don't go that way okay go that way i'm but we could be wrong i just think it would be really surprising yeah because i don't know why they would do that yeah you never know why they do stuff like that okay well that's how you know that's where josh stands Shall shall we tell them the things as Ella says? Oh yeah, I have to do all of that. Okay, you can uh, find uh, us on Instagram and Twitter at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Like us, follow us, shoot us a DM. We're happy to hear every fucking thing. <laughs> she always says I'm happy to chat, even though she's never on them. And anymore. she doesn't like talking to. Well, okay, she likes talking to some people, but she doesn't like like a lot of people. She's in it. We're both introverts. We'll, we'll chat, but like, you know, maybe not right now. <laughs> if you guys ever do a live show, I feel we like that would be, be a lot fine. of... Yeah. We'd be fine. Um, if you have additional information, if you want to talk about Jody's case, or any case, if you've got tidbits about your own lives, um, again, if you have information about Jody, I'm going to put it in the show notes to where you can go to leave information or tips. Um, and then you can, of course, email us at nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, continue to rate and review because we love to hear from you guys. And I want to see what Spotify thinks we are. Spoofy. 
I don't know. Um, so yeah. And if anyone is looking for a professional character designer, really, um, you can play. Okay, you can play yourself. I mean, I need work. Um, I am a character designer. Uh, yeah, I swear I'm not a douche. That's just what douches would say. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for listening, and hopefully you'll be back to normal episodes next week. Bye weekly for the time. Well, we're doing them as we can. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah, wild times. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a spooky day. Okay, bye. Bye.